Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy new month. We are now in the month of August, which means that summer is slowly slipping away. Although I can say with all honesty, I don't think I'm so sad about that, to be honest, because the weather has been too much for me. It's been too hot in New York City. The humidity has been on fleek and I'm not down with it. So I'm actually looking forward to September. I'm a fall girl anyways. So that's that. But either way, (laughs) I hope you guys had an amazing week and an even better weekend. Just to let you know, August is Black Business Month. And so we are going to be celebrating Black business owners, entrepreneurs throughout this entire month, both here on According to RP and at Black Ivy Media. Today, to kick off this celebration, we have an amazing guest by the name of Jeffrey Doristan, a.k.a. JD Global. Jeffrey is an amazing loan officer who is really killing the game. He is really doing his thing, also happens to be my cousin. So we're going to be talking about his journey to entrepreneurship, the highs, the lows. We're going to be talking about the current state of the market as he is a loan officer. I am definitely going to be picking his brain about what is going on in these streets, these interest rates that are creeping up. Those of us who are looking into home buying, is it time to buy? Is it not time to buy? What exactly is a loan officer anyways? We're going to get through all of that on today's episode. So we are not going to get into our preliminaries because this episode is long. I'm giving you a warning right now. Long episode, but very entertaining and very informative episode. So we will get to the preliminaries next week. But with that being said, guys, we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, my cousin, J.D. Global. J.D., say what up? Hey, what's up, people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, let me let me tame myself real Listen, quick. Gotta calm, calm me, calm me, calm me. So we have been trying to do this for so long. Yes. It's been like every time I see you, it's every like, year. hey, cuz. Every year. Cuz, when's it going to happen? And I'm like, yo, when, when are you going to be in town? <laughs> I know, I know. It's always that question. Yeah, global. literally, literally. Now it's becoming like, oh, okay, we, we getting there. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Yes, yes, you know, yes. It's happening. But it's funny because this morning I was like, all right, I need to get my life together. I need to figure out, you know, what's this episode of this week going to be wow. like? And then I'm like, it's okay. It's August. It's Black Business Month. I definitely want to have a couple episodes focusing on black business owners. And then I was like, my cousin JD. Yes. Like, let me see what he's doing. So I hit you up and I I really thought you were going to say 
I'm in, I don't know, Texas, <laughs> California, you know, cuz. And I was like, I, I would have been like, okay, let's just do Zoom. Yeah. But then you were like, you're descending in Brooklyn today. Yes, it's happening. <laughs> I was like, ooh, you hit me up. I was like, ooh, you hit me up. Oh, I'm coming to Brooklyn. If, if I did not make it to Brooklyn today, it would have been a problem. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm making it. It would have been a problem I'm because my it. spirit was like, hit up my cousin and you were like, yo, I'm actually going to be here today at like three. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I got to make it on time. I got to make it on time. Time for her, just for her. Usually, you can tell you, I'm never on time to anything. I was but I was say. like, uh, today I will make sure. I left early. I left at 12. Listen, you told me you were going to be at a certain time. And then when I hit you up, you are like, I'm already in Brooklyn. Yeah. Then you were like, and you know what touched my heart is when you said, do you want food? Oh, <laughs> come on. I got to take care. I was like, you I, was like I, always yes. I always want food. I always want food. Yes, yes. I'm like, no, we're not going to come and do this and not make sure. Oh. You know, make sure. Listen. You know, and that's the thing. That's I think that's the thing that we as not just us, our family's like that already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but our family's like our that. nation is like that too. Yeah. I feel like Haitian people are just very catering people. Like, right. yo, do you do you did you eat? Did Listen, you, did I was you like, do you drink? want wine? Do you want something to drink? Yeah, you know, you know our people is just like that, and, right. I, and, I, and our family's very much like that too. We're very so, hospitable. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I just think you know. That's a blessing in itself. Yeah. And it, it always a blessing that, you know, share it comes back. Right. You know, it comes back in next. different ways. It yes. definitely does. Yes. I will say there's been several of the cousins that's been on this show. You know, so Sammy's been on here. Okay. Claudie's been on here. Yes. Obviously, Rodney's has been on here. Okay. Yeah, multiple. I'm trying to think. There's been. I feel like there's a couple more that have been on this show. Okay. So you okay. know, it's 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 slowly starting to it's trickle down. Trickle the, down. The family. To, the family. Right. <laughs> it's about to be a family affair. Yes. Yes. We gotta get Sadrack on here. We. You know, I was thinking about him the other day too. I was yeah. like, I spoke to him earlier today, but I was like, oh, should I get Sadrack on here? Yeah, but gotta- actually, you know what? Um. Uh, Shad was on here, like big a, Shad. Uh, no, little little Shad. Little Shad was was on here. Uh, maybe what in the beginning of the pandemic? Okay, that's so, what I was talking yes. about. Oh, so, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, he was already on here. We oh, were talking he about. Already, we had a okay. thanks, uh, Thanksgiving special. Okay, big Shad. Big yes. Shad needs to come on here. Big now. Shad needs to come on here. Okay. I always big mess Shad it up big. because I always say Sadrak Sadrak, but I'm like, but they're both Sadrak. Yeah, we call we call. Little Shad, we call him Sadu. Mm-hmm. And Shad, we call Big, Big Shad. Yeah, Big Shad. So yeah. shout out to Big Shad. Big Shad needs to make his way onto oh, the yeah. show because Little oh, yeah. Shad already got on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it Big only Shad makes sense. To get on here. It only yeah. makes sense. We need the investments. We need the, the tech. Yeah. All the gems. All the gems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Big Shad. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> If you've seen this, make sure you show up. <laughs> well, make sure you show on up. On time. On, on time. On time. With food. With food. Yes. With food. Yes. With food. Yes. Because I will say, JD, you did outdo yourself. The, the size of the poisson. The oh. size of the fish. Oh. When you told, when I told you fish, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a little filet. I'm going to get a little, you know, a little, yeah. a little winglet. No, something. we don't do, we don't do small nah, here. So do I sp- was unwrapping <laughs> aluminum for days. I, if I, I really should have kept it here so I could show the camera, but I was just like, what is this? Like, yeah. what is happening? Shout here? out to Creole flavor. Creole flavor. You know what? There's a Creole flavor that I feel like I went to years ago. I think on Flatbush though. And it did not, it was not like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the Church Ave Creole flavor. Church Ave. Yes, Church, Church Ave. Listen, Ave. looking for sponsorship. Church Ave and Nordstrand. Yes. If you want to sponsor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Creole flavor. If y'all watching, y'all know where y'all, uh-uh. 
come listen, right here. Listen. We, yeah. We'll give you good advertisement. Good advertisement. <laughs> they get an advertisement right now. Right. Sure. Right, for free. For free. free. Hey, Creole flavor. <laughs> oh, man. So, JD, I want, you know, obviously the world to know who you are. But like I said, it's Black Biz, uh, Business Month. I want you to really talk about your story. I want you to share your story as to how at the tender age, I'm not going to give you age, but you know, the tender young age that you are, <laughs> younger than me. I'm always envious of this of this next generation that's younger than me because I'm like, man, you know, like I'm starting to get up there in age and I'm just like. It's no, it don't even show. It, I mean, thank you, grace of God. Amen. Grace of God. Grace of God <laughs> and, you know, a, a nice little routine, you know, yes. washing your face yes. is essential, yes. using essential oils. Yes. Trying not to stress so much. Right. It reduces wrinkles. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean so things like that um but i want you to talk about your journey because i really love seeing young people really grasp at the horns of entrepreneurship because i could say when you know i was growing up it wasn't necessarily encouraged right even though a lot of our parents our grandparents were like my son and they were into the entrepreneurial stuff they didn't really like push that for us and i feel like it's not until you know later on that i'm like oh man i want to start something and so as as you know, a young man, a young black man, especially like living in America, just trying to do what it do. Talk to us about how you even got on to this entrepreneurial thing, like. And then I want you to talk about your business, but first, tell us how you even got into this idea that I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess it was. You know, it start from working at a job that you hate. You know, and you go to that job every day and you hate that job, you know, like every day. I mean, I was going to and I'm not going to name the job, but it's a job, you know, where I live at now, currently in Pennsylvania. It's it's a factory Mm. and no problem with factory jobs. Some people love their factory jobs. But I had not only did I have a factory job, but I had the worst job in the factory job. You know what I'm saying? The the you know, and I was working at a plant where, you know, they did batteries, mm-hmm. you know. And most people once I say that, they kinda of will know the place right. already, you know. But I was doing the worst job in that. So not that that factory itself is a bad place, but that job itself right there, mm-hmm. oh my God. I mean, you'd have to drop plates with lead plate you have to put mm. mask on. because so you, you're working with lead and right. acid. It burns. It Are burns you checking your, your lungs yearly to make sure that I mean at this is. point I don't need to okay. anymore. But when we were there, you know, they would have blood tests right. and certain okay. things like that. You know, that's why you have to put the mask on to mm. keep you know your oxygen at a certain level. You have, but you know at by that time I was already going like transitioning from you know eating a certain way. Stop eating you know chicken, mm-hmm. beef, turkey, that type of stuff. I already let all that stuff go. Dairy. So I was changing my diet around already, right. and going through this transition. So I felt good a lot of the times, but you know it was it was toxic. You know, it was toxic. Yeah. So it's killer. So being at that job. I was like, man, this can't be it. You know, there's no way that this is going to be my life. So I'll I'll backtrack a little bit. First, I went to, um, we moved, you know, I born in Haiti, Mm -hmm. right? Born in Haiti. Shout out to the Zoes. Shout out to all my Zoes. You know what I'm saying? All my Zoes that are here with us. Sac passe na boule. You know what I mean? 1804. Can't forget that, you know? I think that's on my back right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, Black Excellence, 1804, we here. So, um, came here at, came to Brooklyn at mm-hmm. seven. 
you know, did my schooling here, mm-hmm. the junior high school here, went to Marine Park. Shout out to Marine Park. <laughs> my Every- son went to Marine Park. Oh, okay. yeah. That's legacy right there, baby. We, we were world, we were, we were world known at, at Marine Park. Yes. Listen, had I known. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, Marine Park changed my life. You know, I went to PS198 first. Mm-hmm. Around Martha Bishard House, oh, yep, we was using, yep. uh, you know, Martha Bishard address. <laughs> you know, that's our grand aunt. She's a pioneer, and um, I stayed with her. Then went to PS one ninety eight. You know, that I didn't, I went there knowing no English. You know, mm-hmm. nothing. You know, third Bongo. grade zero. <laughs> All I knew how was, can I use the bathroom? May I go to the bathroom? That's it. That's the only sentence I knew. To so get into the fourth grade, a little bit more English. Fifth grade, I was weak. I was out. I, I was good. You know, uh, from there, then going to Marine Park. By that time, I left my Tatanis house, which is 42nd, mm-hmm. 45th Street, you know, then lived in Canarsie. Then went from Canarsie to now I'm taking the bus, train, whatever mm-hmm. to get to Marine Park. And Marine Park was was different. You know, that's where everybody came together. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you was from the streets, if you were smart, right. if, you, if you were from the hood. It didn't matter what part of Brooklyn you were from. I feel like everyone came to Marine Park. Right. No matter if you didn't know no English, da, 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 if you were Haitian, Jamaican, African, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. We were all together. And I learned a lot about different cultures, different backgrounds mm-hmm. from, from, from Marine Park. And then I went from there to my parents moved to PA. I went to PA for high school. Now, mm-hmm. that was a shocker because I went to a high school where, um, you know, I was the only black person there. Right. I was the only black person in my um, class, you know. So mm-hmm. when I graduated, they were like, you're the token black kid. I didn't even know what token black kid meant. Right. You know, I was <laughs> like, what does that mean? And, you know, they would point, they would take my graduation picture and point me out in the graduation picture. Like, oh, shoot him. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I am the only black person. You know, and so in that school, there probably was about five or six of us all together, mm-hmm. you know, black and lat- between black and Latinos and all that stuff. But it was the first time ever in my life where I went to a school where I'm looking at people and they're looking at me like they're they just seeing they're, they're like they, it, it's like they seen Shrek or something like <laughs> what's going on. You know what I mean? Like they, they never I'm like, they what is going on? It. I'm like. This is this can't be real. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was caught up in the twilight zone. <laughs> like no way, no way, Jose, that you've never seen black people before. Right. Like oh, these people looking at me like they seen a statue. Like this is crazy. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand it. I'm fresh from Marine Park. Right. From, you thought Marine, you were from Ra Ra Ra. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm coming from Ra 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 to oh my goodness, farmland. You know, and of uh, that, and you know, we have tractor trailer days. <laughs> Okay, where people bring their tractors, to, they drive their tractors to school. That's what I was going to school. I went from Brooklyn to that. So that's what your parents put you through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I went through that. Haitians are good for that, though. They, oh my they're good god! For uprooting their children and dropping them in no man's land. No man's you land. Know, we've all been victims. And then they don't even know. It's not like they check this stuff beforehand. No, there's no research. No, there was no, no research. research. My no, mom nothing. Did the same thing to us. They just. They, oh, they have She to... uprooted us and brought us to Florida. We were like, "What the hell is going on over here?" What part of Florida? Um, Southwest Florida. Ooh. Like retirement village. Like everything was. But the good thing is that everybody was from either Boston, New Jersey, Oh, Brooklyn, so you was lit. Uh, but still, it was yeah. just like nobody did research. They just yeah. like, hey, let's, let's just, just go here. Let's just go yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my parents too. And then they, 
you know, my aunt told them like, oh, the houses are cheap in Pennsylvania. Come to Reading. You know, like, what is a reading? What is reading? <laughs> you know, what is that? Like, what in the world they is don't, that? They didn't know either. No, they didn't know. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, at least you could have dropped us in New Jersey. Right. At least Philly. You know, let's make the transition a little bit more understandable. Like, you know, balance. No, it was none of that. So I went to that. Went through all of that. There was the most race, the most racism I ever faced. That's where I knew racism was real in America. Like we went through racism in, in Marine Park. My boys here, right? We, we went through some racism in Marine Park, but it wasn't like in your face. Yeah, it's more like undercover. Cover. It was undercover, but it was undercover as in like some of the white boys would look at us like, "Yeah, we got it. Y'all don't, you know? Okay, you got a little bit of money, but we ain't worried about you. Right? Like you stay on your side, player, and we stay on our side. Okay." Right. We cool with some of you guys and some of you guys, whatever, you know? So until I went there, I started seeing like, oh my gosh, this racism thing is real. Things are happening to us. And plus I'm Haitian. It's not like I'm American, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not African-American. So I have no background, which I think as a Haitian man coming to America Never understanding the history of African Americans, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people will question us about this and say, "Oh, what, what would we know?" My mother, I don't even know if my mother knows who the hell Martin Luther. Not, I mean, I think she knows maybe Martin Luther King. Yeah, I think. Right. I'm not even sure about that. Right. But I know for sure she don't know who the hell Malcolm X is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's Martin for Luther sure. King, they know. Maybe. They know, because he was a preacher. Right. They know Martin Luther King. But Malcolm, I can tell you right now, $100, for sure. she don't know. No. Marcus Garvey. She don't know. No. Uh, 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 Megger Evers. No. Rosa Parks. She don't know. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all out the window. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that African-Americans and the, and the cultures outside, you know, the Caribbean cultures, the African culture, that we don't understand the history of African-Americans before we get here. Mm -hmm. All we hear is, oh, don't mess with those African-Americans. Right. You know, I try to tell people like, yo, this is how they educate us before we even get here. Right. So when we get here, we don't understand what you've been through. We don't understand your history. We don't understand nothing. So, you know, and, and until I got to that point, that's when I was like, oh, shoot. This is real. Right. This is real, real. And then I left that high school and went to a college called Alvernia University. And I was, it was like I was back in the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, few black kids. I'm one of the few. And I'm like, yo, listen, I just want to be back in New York. I just wanted, I wanted to come. Actually, I had, um, I was going to go to St. Francis, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, you know, Sam, he was mm -hmm. like, yo, go here. I got you. I know right, the president. Right. It's easy. I'll write a letter for you. You're in. And I should have just jumped and did it anyway. But my parents were like, oh, no, you're not going nowhere. Da, 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 this. Mm -hmm. They still had a hold on your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I end up saying, you know what? Bump this. I'm going to rebel. And I uh, I did one year at Alvernia. I hated it. And then I went to um, Lincoln University. Okay. Lincoln University was an HBCU. Loved it. I mean, <laughs> loved it. First shout semester. Shout out to the HBCUs, <laughs> man. If you went to Lincoln University, you know what's up. Actually, my boy Trav Q went to uh, Lincoln University. He's actually getting real big now. Mm -hmm. He's he's all over Instagram. He do, he's the dude that be making all the funny videos with with the with the girls. You get a like. He be like, oh, now walk away from me. If, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's the one that be doing all type of videos. He's in shows. He's in BET. And I just love to see people that I 
went to school mm-hmm. with that I you know that I know that are doing big things. My, my boy Vince, he's out there. He's doing great things. He's in Atlanta. Um, so it's just a great to see people that you know that you mm-hmm. know, especially coming from where we came from. You know, to see us doing it is is a great thing. So I went to uh, HBCU. First semester, I partied my ass off. Of course you did. Party my ass off. I loved it. <laughs> Q parties, Sigma parties, Alpha parties, you name it. I was in there. I, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew me. You know what I mean? And, and and that first semester, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And and the one thing I wish Lincoln University was like was like more like Morehouse. I see. Where they really academics were more not just academics, but the history, like making you proud of who you are right. and making you that pride. That's what it is. That mm-hmm. just pride, just that unbelievable pride, you know, that Morehouse has. I wish a lot of HBCUs had that. And I wish I had that experience. That's mm-hmm. the experience I wanted to have. And so I, I picked H, um, Lincoln University at the time. I didn't know nothing about HBCUs. Me neither. I, I found knew. out about them like when I was already in school that there was like a such thing, right? Because I mean, you saw the Cosby Show, but you and you saw a Different World, but it didn't click because you're like, no. oh, this is TV. Yeah. No, I didn't know anybody at the time who went to HBCUs, and my mother had she. I, I didn't even think I was going to college to be right, honest. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Me. Me too. So I heard it because I was dating a girl at the time that was going to Lincoln University. It makes sense. It makes sense. So. <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is what the HBCU is? You know what? Listen, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to go there because I want to learn more about myself mm-hmm. and about our people. Right. You know, I, that was the main thing that that made my, my my decision. I was like, okay, yeah, she goes there. That's great and all, but I want to go there for this, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to get out of it. And I had that when I when – I, my, my first semester is my second semester. I had an African American class. Mm. Oh man, that brother was good. He was from Ghana, and um, that professor just broke it down. You know, just broke it down from the beginning before slavery, right. like who we are mm-hmm. before slavery, to the connection between African Americans and the Caribbeans and mm-hmm. this and this is what happened. Da-da-da. And I'm sitting in that class like. Wow, like um, my mind is blown. You know, at that point, you know, I had a three point two GPA the the first semester because I was mm-hmm. partying, and then that, that second semester, my my GPA is a three point seven because mm-hmm. now I'm locked in. Now I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and not only that, I want to take full opportunities of everything that's happening. Right. You know, all organ all, all the organizations, all the because that people don't think. HBCUs have a lot of opportunities. We have more opportunity than a lot of these other schools mm-hmm. because nobody's looking out for us the way we are looking out for us. Nobody's right. giving us like, "Hey, I see you're good at this. I see you. Hey, let me let me navigate you. Let me push mm-hmm. you through. Let me show you." You know, I feel like us we do that better with us. Right. You know, when you at those schools, man, to have people that just see your potential mm-hmm. and just carry you. It's empowering. It's, oh, it's very empowering. So that just that experience was very empowering. So I left there. When when my my second year, this was my sophomore year, my going to my junior year, mind you, I made president list, dean list, all mm-hmm. of that. I'm 
3.7 GPA. Right. I'm like 3.3 points mm-hmm. away from a 4.0. Right. You know? So I'm like, yo, where are these scholarships at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing. I get nothing. My my, I don't get nothing. I don't get any financial aid. My parents is not going to sign any loans for me. Especially now that I left the school right. that you know that they chose, and now I'm going to a state school. So before Alvernia is a private school, I left there and went to a state school. So now I'm at this state school, and they're like, "No, we're not signing for nothing." So I'm like, "Man, I'm not getting no financial aid." I bump it. You know what? Forget this. I'm going to figure out a way to be successful without ever needing college. And that was my promise to myself. Like, yo, I'm going to be successful without this. This is what my parents say. That's This is how you get to success. I'm going to do this without it. And I'm going to figure out what's the best way to do without it. And that's where, like, I kept seeing, you know, Lincoln University would bring all these entrepreneurs. And I was just always interesting into these guys, these business guys, how they're doing their business and how, you know, they go into a world of business. They're making multi-million dollars and they're doing their thing. And a lot of them did it without no college degree. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hold on. Wait a minute now. What's going on here? You know? Then I read a book called um, um, Think and Grow Rich. Okay. But the black version. Uh, it's by, yeah, it's by Dennis Kimbrough. I want to make sure I say his name right. But there's a black version of Think and Grow Rich. So, and, and where it covers George Washington Carver, mm. um, Madam C.J. Walker, okay. it covers all these different people that did great things. George Washington Carver b- built a school, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think he even graduated high school. Black business people. Black business people. And that's where my biggest inspiration for entrepreneurship came from reading that book. Because I was seeing all these black people that did it and that didn't have... Mm, the college degree. The college degree. Not even some of them barely made it out of high school or barely graduated high school, if that alone. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them they even go to high school, but they had the hunger and the drive to be entrepreneurial. And I was like, oh, okay. So why why do I need to believe this? Mm-hmm. So there's another way. Oh, there's an alternative route. And they were doing it in the '60s, in the '70s, in the '80s before. The, opportunities I, really right before real opportunities and equality and all this other didn't stuff. have none of that so and i think at that time it's even better because it forces people to it forces black people to do business with people that are serving their community right or or and not just to do business with black people but do business with people that are serving your community. So like with allies and stuff. Yeah, with your allies. Not just do business with because you have to go to Rite Aid. No, I'm doing business with whoever is serving my community the mm-hmm. best way. They're giving back to my community. They're in my community. I see them. They're empowering my community. They're providing jobs. They're doing and they're giving more incentive mm-hmm. to my community. That's who I'm going to do business with. That's what was happening in those times, and that's why those entrepreneurs grew so much, mm-hmm. um, you know, faster and quicker than now. I think entrepreneurship is now maybe a little tougher, mm. right? Because people are not looking for people. Very rare you find people are like, yo, I'm going to go to this business because this business served my community. Right. You know, you go into this business because it's what's convenient. Right. You know, 
it's more out it's of convenient true. than it's anything true. else. If it's convenient, that's where I'm at, as that's opposed what, to thinking about what is their mission, what is their yeah. I see. How is this? How are they serving me? Do they and 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 that's not always. I don't want to always force the the thing of do they look like me, mm-hmm. but. There's some stuff that some of it play into it, but it doesn't have to. They don't always have to look like me. Right. But I want to know that you're here to serve my community and you're providing for my. When I go in your store, I see uh, Ray J from down the block. Right. I see someone that Ray J from down the block, not Brandy's brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we we a little we a little lukewarm on Ray J right now after that uh, versus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mafindako, Mafindako. <laughs> The notes were not hitting, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, was, was, he wasn't there. The he notes was, were That's hitting. why he's in there. That's, <laughs> yeah. why, that's why he's in there. Right. We know you got money, Ray J, Listen. but uh, yeah, you need yeah. to step your game he, up. He didn't put enough time in the labs. So oh, man. <laughs> I didn't watch that one. I got to go see oh, what's oh, up. Listen, it's it's a tragedy. Oh, <laughs> it's a tragedy. Oh, mm. At all. No. He need to get in he the gym. He thought that he was Ray J. He was going to come on the mic yeah. without warming up the throat. You know what I mean? Nah, was, Ray J. Don't work like that, Ray like J. That, you got to get in the gym, boy. Right. You got to get in the vocal classes, Whoa. start eating right. Yeah, we got to get right. Doing, you got to get right. Listen, I'm a, after this, I'm going to show you the, the incriminating video. <laughs> <laughs> From Ray J. Pete. <laughs> it. It was uh, real. It was, it was real. It was real. I, I, I can't even talk anymore. It was too much. So that, <laughs> me going to Lincoln University and then after reading those books mm-hmm. and, and really getting in black history, that's what took me to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So then I started working first and I was working these these different jobs. First, I was working for a school. Then mm-hmm. I left the school, went to the factory. Then I hated the factory. And I was like, yo, God, every day I'm listening to Les Brown. I'm listening to um, Jim Brown. I'm mm-hmm. listening all, to Jim Brown. All the Browns, all the Rones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to everything. I'm listening to anybody and everybody. Motivational, inspirational talk. I'm listening to E.T. Mm-hmm. I love E.T. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know. Um, one of my biggest thing is inspirational and, and motivational speak. I, I love that. I love to do it. I'd love to do it for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when I give back, I love to do it, you know, for basketball teams, football teams. I do it all, mm-hmm. all that. And then I was like, at the time I was listening to also a guy named, named, um, Miles Monroe. And I had a chance to meet him right before he died. I was supposed to get mentored by him. Mm-hmm. A couple of times and I didn't go just because of money and, you know, like, oh, I don't want to spend that much. And I should have went. And, you know, a few months later, guy ended up passing away. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy life. You know, you got to take those chances when you have an opportunity to do something with somebody. That's why I use like, yo, today I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be here. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. You know, because you never know, you know, when you're going to have those opportunities again, when you get that chance again. And um, the right then and there, I went to his conference and I just was thinking about what's my next step with my life. And I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to do kingdom with fitness. It's got to be, I got to bring the combination together. Mindset, fitness, you know, inspirational, motivational. At the time, there was very few people that were doing it on right, Instagram. This is yeah. like, you know. Pre-pandemic. 2013. <laughs> Pre-pandemic. Because pandemic, everybody is a guru. Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> Way before pandemic. Pre-pandemic, for real. And um, 2013, I, you know, I left that job. I said, listen, I'm going to go out and start my entrepreneur. So I started first being a, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then 
fast forward, I went, I did a couple, I did a personal training for eight years. I'm still doing it now. I still take on clients now here and there. If you check out his Instagram, you will see. Yeah, we work out, you know, I still work out just about almost every day, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes twice a day, you know, depending on how my schedule is. And then um, I reached a point where I was, I was working for myself but sometimes it's where you're at. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to leave comfort zone and leave the area w- where you're at and go to a different area. And then I started working in Jersey City. And you just start meeting different people, mm-hmm. meeting different entrepreneurs, meeting different type of clientele. And um, one of my clients is like, hey, you know, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm at the point where I want to take a leap. You know, I I'm, I feel good. I, I like what I'm doing. I love what I do. I know I can make money in it, more money. I know the guy, I see the guys that are ahead of me. They make great money. I'm just starting out. So I, you know, at least in this location, I know I can do it. And um, they're like, yo, you ever thought about being a realtor? I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, I mean, something to check out. Right. You know, they're like, yo, you would be a great realtor. Your, your personality, da, da, da. Even some of my realtors I work with now, they tell me that all the time. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm going to look into it. Started looking more into it, looking more into it. And then uh, I met one of my friends in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She was like, look, listen, my, my aunt is the director for Loan Depot. Listen, you should become a loan officer. That, that game is a different ball game. But trust me. You're gonna do. You're gonna do great things in that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. You know what? Let me see what that is. And um, I went to Dallas. Took a flight to Dallas. Right? Bold, bold, Listen, bold. You're global. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes yeah. you gotta jump out of the nest and go to where the information mm-hmm. is, just to know. You know, just to hear. Hey. This is what you can do. This is the opportunities that are out here. And you're not going to hear it from mm-hmm. anyone else. And I'm just grateful and thankful that she was so open. And she was like, yo, listen, there's there's people that's making $5 million a year in this thing. And they retire in the next two, three years. It takes them a while to get up there. It takes them five years or so to get up there. But by the time they get up there, in the next two, three years, they retire. Mm-hmm. They have their investments. They have this. They have that. And they retire. And I'm hearing all of this. And I'm like, what? You got to, what do you got to do to do this? You don't need no college <laughs> degree. <laughs> you, yeah, where can I sign up? You ain't got no college degree. Same thing as a realtor. You don't need a college degree. You don't need a high school degree. You don't need none of that. You know, um, you just need to take a test. You have to study and take the test. Now, this is a three hour test now. It's no mm-hmm. joke. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, boom, 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 right. just show up and, <laughs> and you got it. But, you know, I'm like, that's what I got to do. This is the route. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. And that's what I did. You know, at the time, my aunt passed away. So I was dealing with her death, you know, funerals happening, all that stuff. But I'm still grinding. I'm still, you know, grinding. You have to do a 20-hour study guide. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the 20-hour study guide and my, my time run out. So now I'm reaching back out to the company like, yo, listen, can y'all give me my 20? I need, I need, you know, all this stuff is still happening. Life is still happening. Life is always going to be happening. But when you're ready to take that next leap and you know, like, yo, there's another level. There's something else out there that I want to do that's going to take my life to, that's going to change my kid's mm-hmm. life. It's going to change my generation. It's going to change even the people that I'm, my family now. Right. It's going to change everything. I'm glad you said my family now. Yes. Because I'm family now. Now. <laughs> 
Yes. Because I heard you say five million earlier. Yeah. So I'm like family now. Okay, let's just yes. make You're sure. Good. Yes. Make yes. Sure. <laughs> Because I don't have no kids. Listen. So my family now is my cousins and my child. aunts. Yeah. Right, claim me. Claim me on your taxes, okay? Claim me on those taxes. Less. <laughs> so when 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 I saw that, I was like, yo, it's, it must be done. You know, there's no other way. And so, you know, I went. I started studying for the test. Got all the prerequisites mm-hmm. done. And then I flew to Texas, Dallas, uh, Houston, Texas, and I took my test there. Crazy thing is, I'm flying to Texas, and I don't even remember if you remember this. This is like a couple of years ago. Texas had like a crazy storm. Yes, I remember oh that. Oh, my God. I'm in the storm studying. No electricity. No Freezing. 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 I mean... It, gloves. Two sweatpants on. Shorts on. You know what I mean? Shirt. Hoodie. Jacket. Covers. You know? <laughs> still cold. And still trying to study. You know? It took it, it took a lot to get... Just that experience alone was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. You know? No water. No nothing. You know? This is like right before. A couple of that. days before I, I took yeah. the test. You know? We in the midst of nothing. Nothing. And my, my best friend, shout out to her. She she was like, you know, I was with her and her family. And y'all, listen, we just figured it out. You know, we survived. Mm-hmm. You know, we was in survival mode. But, you know, we staying up, going to a hotel, end up staying in a hotel. Thank God, you know, we were able to find a side of town mm-hmm. that you could even go to. Thank God. Okay? Thank God. But, you know, going through all of that and getting and passing you know, in the midst of all that, Hallelujah. I see people. I see people go through, go take that test, and they ain't go through nothing I went through. You know what I'm saying they ain't go through nothing I went through, but they, and they ain't passing. Not to say nothing wrong with it, but I'm saying, look, listen, you gotta be determined that this is what you want, and there's no, you know, I call it the no. You know, I learned from uh, back in the days. There's a, there's a. I don't even know if it don't even if it doesn't even make sense. It's a line they said no sidewalk. Basically, you have nothing to fall on. This is you either taking this road. There's no sidewalk to rest mm-hmm. on. If you look at a sidewalk, you're falling off the edge. Right. That's it. There's no sidewalk. There's nothing. You on this road and hill on your left, hills on, on on your right. That's it. Like, you know. And I was like, yo, this it. That I go into everything like that now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no sidewalk. You know, we, full we're speed full ahead. speed That's ahead. It. You 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 gonna drive through it or? You're not going to make it. And then I passed my test to become uh, a loan officer, end up getting a job offer in Pennsylvania. And then now, you know, now I'm licensed in, in Atlanta. Listen, you licensed in a couple places. Yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. Listen, I watch, I, I keep up with my family on Instagram. You know, right. we don't always do group right. chats all the time, but I'm like, oh, he in Atlanta now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking to be in Florida, Texas, Massachusetts, New Jersey. I'm gonna keep my Pennsylvania, of course, and then um, probably add a, a couple, a few more to it. Okay. But those, those, the big six for me is the most important. Okay. You know, especially that's where our, our family. Right. Is you at. got. You have yeah. to have it where your family's yeah. at because yeah. even if they're not gonna do nothing with you, they're gonna know somebody from the church. Exactly. You could be the church loan officer. Hey, I, I ain't got no problem being the church loan officer. Okay. You're the church. You know, you know, a lot of my Dominican guys, they get a lot of their clients from their church. L- no, listen. 
Church of the Nazarene, Church of God, yeah. Church of Emmanuel, you know, yep. whatever. First Haitian Baptist. First Haitian Baptist. Yes, sir. You know, Jesus. First Haitian Jesus. Church of God. <laughs> First Haitian Church of God of Trenton. Hey, That's shout it. out to Trenton. I love y'all. Yeah, I do love that church. Yeah, I, I love, love that, that church. church. That's our family staple yes. church right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anything that our family needs. It happens at that church. I, listen, I'm gonna get married, and even though I don't need to be married in a church, it's gonna be at that. You might have to go to that church. I'm gonna have to go to that church. I'm gonna have to do a ceremony at that church. At that something, church, something, something. It's gonna be a blessing of some sort. Oh my or, gosh! Uh, uh, yes, yes. Okay, so you're a loan officer now. Yeah, you've been doing that for a little while now. Mm-hmm. You're you're in several states, trying to get into more states. So I want to I wanna change pace a little bit and talk about what's happening currently. Because now that I have an expert on the mic <laughs> yeah. that can talk about, yeah. you know, Let's talk about loans. It. Let's talk about right? it. Home yes. loans especially. So right now we're, in, you know, we're still in, you know, what is the uh, people, you know, pandemic, panoramic. Kelly called it the p- panini press the other day. <laughs> She's like, we, our cousin Kelly. And she's like, we're in a panini press still. <laughs> Um, and now monkey pox, all these different things. But yes. outside of that, you know, we're technically in a recession, right? right like, I mean, right. I know they Automatic. don't want to. There's no other wanna, way around it. You don't want to come and say it, but we are just based on the numbers. We are recession, in an official recession. All the above. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people within our age groups in the 30s and the 40s, you know, we, we're thinking about, okay, we want to buy homes. You want to purchase. Yeah. We want to do all these things. And a lot of the messaging that we're hearing is very conflicting. You have some people that's like uh, interest rates have gone up. Do not even think of buying a home. Don't even think of refinancing. Yeah. Like don't don't deal with this. We're in a we know we're in a panini press. We're in a <laughs> we're in a, a recession. The panini press has made it. The <laughs> headlines. Like it. Listen, we are in a recession. Do not like like Tutmun. You know everybody save your coins yeah. and leave it at that because you know the next couple of I don't know the next year, couple of months or whatever is gonna be like up and down. We have a food shortage, like all these different things. Yeah. So people are scary. People don't really know what to think. So you being a loan officer, like what what exactly is happening with respect to to, um, you know, interest rates, mortgage rates, all these different things. So for those of us who are really thinking about taking that next step into home ownership or investment property ship, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, like, you know, what's really going on right now? And, and how can you and your capacity help guide those of us who are really just like trying to figure it out? Yeah. So I say it's respectable to the market. Which market are you in? Are you in the New York market? Mm. Are you in the Florida market? Mm. Are you in the Atlanta market? Georgia market? Are you in the Texas market? Are you even are you in the Pennsylvania market? Are you in the New Jersey market? Each market has their own kind of triggers, right? right? And what's happening in those markets? In the New York market, New York is strong. In New York, you still have people lining up outside whether it's to look at a home mm-hmm. or whether it's to look at an apartment. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Those numbers it, are not, it's, it's they're not going nowhere. 700,000 for a two bedroom. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't matter. It's not going nowhere. I mean, in Queens, our aunt bought a house yep. in Queens. And she when she showed me those numbers, I said, this house in Pennsylvania right now is going for maybe 250. Right. 250. We talking about 600K up listen, there. And listen. I'm like, Six seven what was like six seventy six six up. I'm like, no way, 
No way. Well, I Jose- told you a two-bedroom apartment, a decent one, is $700,000 that I was looking at. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this. A condo? Condo. Condo, 700000 Yes, Yes, you don't even have a backyard. It's just two bedrooms and 1.5 bath. My God. Yes. They say real estate is not going nowhere. You crazy? <laughs> is you crazy? Like, it, it's, it does. It, and at some points, what happens with rates going up like this, those prices will have to drop, right? Mm-hmm. They won't drop too much, but they have to drop. Right. Because at some point, people are going to be like, okay, you know what? I would buy this. But if I'm going to get an 18% interest rate, who's who wants that? And that sounds you know? crazy. It, it sounds crazy. But it's not foreign because those rates were there in the 60s 70s 80s you know people were buying houses at 18 16 percent 12 percent you know it was just the norm you know so couple of cut last year in the summertime when we talk about refinances well we're gonna we're gonna talk about purchase and we're gonna talk about refinances afterwards because they're a little bit different so purchases you know Summertime last summer we were doing two point three percent, two and a half percent, two 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 percent. You know, all depend on your credit score, and that was for conventional loans. You know, conventional loans are harder than FHA. Right, FHA. You know, because of the mortgage insurance that they have on it, that stays with the loan for fifteen years. Mm -hmm. You know, they automatically because they. At first, they were like, oh, it stays for the lifetime of the loan. Mm-hmm. But now they change it. It's not for the lifetime of the loan anymore. Okay. You know, my loan estimates used to have for 30 years, you're going to have mortgage insurance. Now, you know, the loan estimates that's coming out from the banks is they they charge you for the first, either for the first 12 years, depending on the bank, or the first 15 years, mm-hmm. you're going to have mortgage insurance. And that's the same thing for conventional loan too. But conventional loan is a little bit different. Because if you buy the house right now at five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and within later on this year that house is worth five fifty mm-hmm. or five eighty, as long as twenty percent, as long as eighteen percent, you have eighteen percent of equity on that house, it's optional for you to take out the mortgage insurance. I see automatically, right? But they're not going to take it out automatically because if you don't know. You don't know. Right. You know, that's why people, when you purchase a house, you always have to check what's happening in your market. What's happening in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Oh, this house sold for this. Well, I bought my house for 500. If this house just sold for 580, well, then um, my house must be 580, mm-hmm. you know? And if depends on the square, you know, the square footage, right. all that stuff. What does this house have compared to my house? Well, if my house is better and has bigger, is bigger. Oh, that means my house is worth 600,000. Okay, so my equity's up. You could do an appraisal on your house. The only thing with appraisals is that a lot of times they bring your taxes up. I see. Because nowadays the government is like, oh, yeah, now I know your house is worth 600000 mm-hmm. Okay, your taxes going And up. Uncle Sam and them yeah, coming they're, after they're you. Coming after you. <laughs> you know, but it, it helps to take that mortgage insurance off. Mm-hmm. You know, now you know the equity on your house. Now- I love FHA. I, I I love FHA. FHA is is it's government loan. It doesn't mean first time home buyer. A lot of our people think FHA stands for first time home buyer. It doesn't mean that. It's a federal housing go- government loan. Interesting yeah, because I really is. did think that FHA was like first time <laughs> home 
owner association. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It, it's, it, it doesn't stand for that. So it, it's a government loan that you have to put 3.5% mm-hmm. down. Now, you could use that loan to buy your primary house. Right. Or you could use it to buy a four unit. You know, either way, it's the same thing. 3.5% down. I love to use it for investors because now you go into a four unit and you only putting 3.5% down mm-hmm. versus putting down what you normally have to put down, which is 20%. Right. You know, you, and if it's a two unit, you have to, you could go down on investment for like 15%, mm-hmm. you know, but usually they're putting down 20 to 25%. All depend on what type of property it is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and depend on the bank also too. So now using FHA, you know, and a lot of people put bad reps on FHA. FHA just have certain guidelines, like they don't want to see no chip paint. They, you know, if you have a railing and the the railing is offhand, get it fixed. Right. You know, little simple things that you have to fix. Okay, they want to make sure it's safety. Right. That's all the FHA hazard, is. Yeah. Fa- safety and hazard. That's what the government, anything that has to do with government, you know, they're going to have safety. They're going to make mm-hmm. sure safety and hazard they're is checked. Those games. And they're not playing that. And that's all FHA is. Safety and hazard check. If you want to make sure you, you're going to sell this house, make sure it's, it, it, it's, it, it, it's, up it's, to code. it's up to code. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's really all it is. It's not that hard. You know, there's no reason why people, um, a lot of homeowners, which has changed. The game has changed now. At first, they didn't want to see FHA. Mm-hmm. Right? I do remember that time. They didn't want, they don't want nothing to do with cash or conventional. Cash or conventional. Every single house that was going on the market, cash or conventional. And as a loan officer, yeah, I could write conventional deals all day. I don't have no problem. But some of the time, people have to put down more money. Mm-hmm. The interest rate is a little higher. You know, I have a guy... Um, I just did his loan. It was a conventional loan, but the interest rate was 6.63%, you know, 6.63%. I believe his, his, his um, mortgage payment was about $1,800. And when we looked at the breakdown of the loan, only $300 was going to the principal mm. and the rest of it was going to interest. Wow. Okay. So, you know, and of course, there's escrow in there. So money for your insurance and taxes, they take that out. That mm-hmm. also goes into your mortgage payment, too. Right. So that is out. But after you take that away, the only thing that's going towards your principal is two hundred dollars and you pay almost two thousand dollars every month. Come on. That's not what you want to hear. You know what I mean? You pay two thousand dollars every month. You want to know at least. Yeah, you know, in the beginning, most of the money is going towards interest and not principal. And at mm-hmm. the end, it goes more towards principal than in less towards interest. We all know that. But nobody wants to be paying $2,000 and only $200 right, is no. going. You know what I mean? So we switched him over. You know, he's already in a contract. We switch over. Hey, can we, do you mind the owners? Hey, do you mind we switch this over to uh, FHA? It's going to be better for the borrower. It uh, doesn't mean anything for you. As long as your house is up to code, you're good to go. There's nothing. Your house is already fixed already. Your house look good. You have nothing to worry about. It's just go. It's just, you know, it's just get appraised. And that's it. And he was able to get an FHA, you know. But I think, you know, people have the down mindset of that, right. you know. But you always get FHA loans are always going to get better rates. Okay. 
Yeah, that's what I was hearing because I mean I, I'm I'm my, my I have a couple toes dipped in the <laughs> pond of just trying to figure out like home ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Brooklyn. You know, the, I'm one of those people that like if I could die here, I would. Yes, you know what yes, I mean. Yes. But when I look at these prices, when I yeah. look, when I see a two bedroom apartment for seven hundred thousand dollars, yeah, 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 it's it's, a- <laughs> it, it does not. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't do it for there's you. There's a type of hurt, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, okay, so I gotta look elsewhere. So I've been looking at Baltimore. Yeah. I, you know, I've been thinking about Baltimore. I mean, even Jersey across the pond. I was looking at Jersey as well too. But a lot of my friends are in the same space where we're just like, we don't know nothing about no damn loans. Like we yeah. know we're hearing about FHA. We're hearing about conventional. Yeah. Some of my friends did not do FHA. They wanted to only do conventional. Not really sure why. Um, but right now with, again, this, you know, a lot of us had plans. Like in my mind, I was like, okay, by December, I need to be in contract somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? But now we're in a recession. Right. And now, you know, I'm here. Interest rates are like still like creeping up. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, what does that mean for me then? Who wants to get into home ownership? Who wants to, I'm going to have to get a loan because I'm not making it rain unless one of y'all out here who's tuning in. Come on. <laughs> Sponsors. You know what I mean? Who wants to be a sponsor? Creole Kitchen. Listen, listen. <laughs> if you guys try to be got? a sponsor to upkeep my life. HAC, come listen, on. Hello. Hello. Keep giving the names out. Please. You know what I mean? Who, who, do we drink coffee? I drink coffee. We drink coffee now. We drink coffee uh, come now. Come on. Who, who we got? Who we got? <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks. Starbucks? Starbucks. Hey, Starbucks. Listen, What's up, Starbucks? Listen, Apple. You know what I mean? Apple. Listen, we we got music. Apple product. <laughs> we, we got iPhone. <laughs> What's up? Hey, come you on. Know? Apple Music. Listen. Come on. So unless somebody wants to be a sponsor out here, I don't really have like 700K to like pull out my pocket to say, you know, so I'm going to have, most people are going to have to get a loan, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, And so I think that's kind of where it's like, what does all of this mean? Yeah. How, like, how do we even move forward with this? And I think even pulling it back just a little bit is this idea of a loan officer, right? Because most of us are not thinking about loan officers. We're <laughs> thinking about- Realtors. Getting, we're thinking about real estate- Realtors, yeah, we're not, we're not thinking about loan officer. We're not thinking about mortgage lender. We're just thinking about who's the real estate agent who's going to find me my property, mm-hmm. and then we're lost after that, right? And usually, most of my business come from realtors. A lot of my business come from realtors. Very different and culturally different, right? So the other cultures go to the loan officers first because mm. they know. Listen, the money gotta be right. If the money's not right. There's, you're not, you can't see a house. Right. If you don't have a pre-approval, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Not, not a pre-qual, you know, gets pre-qualifications, you know, mm-hmm. some people will get pre-qualifications, but that doesn't mean anything. And I'm going to tell you guys a secret too. If you go to a loan officer and they're not taking all your documents, they're not taking your taxes, your bank statements, your pay stubs, those three right there, especially those three. Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they money <laughs> you know what I'm saying? pre-approval is because we, we don't get paid up front at least some i don't i know there's some places that charge application fees mm-hmm. i don't so when you when you go and you get a pre-approval they just okay how much you get paid oh you get paid that much oh you're a salary oh, okay great oh here's your pre-approval mm-hmm. just off of what you said not looking at oh le- well listen you got a credit card you got a, 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 a card debt you you know is she a liar you know what I mean? Does, is this money all yours? Oh, well, you're getting some money from child support. Right. Oh, maybe we could add that to help your income. Right. Because some of those stuff helps. You know, if you're getting child support, hey, oh, your son is only seven. Well, he got we got 11 more years to right. go. Right, we got some time. So we got some time. 
But you getting child support and your son is 17. Well, next year, this thing is over, baby. You, you, you can't count that money. P.I. Fini. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so people, you, ha- you all your documents have to be taken in. Right. Your credit have to be pulled. Here's the biggest thing when the way it comes down to. Interest rates come down to credit. You want to go, this is the t- what should determine whether someone go conventional or FHA. In this market right now. Not talking about before. Before, you know, it was a balanced playing field. You could have went, you could have went either or. All depend on how much money you had up front. Mm-hmm. 20%, you put 20% down, you have the 20%, put it down, you ain't got to worry about mortgage insurance. You good, right? But, and then that's still the case, but now interest rates are higher. And if you're under 740, don't even look at conventional mm. because it's going to be six and up percent. Right. If you're okay with it, if you got the money, hey, go ahead and do your if thing. If you got the bank. If you got the bank, go ahead. sponsored do your, by Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. You know? But, and it all depends on what you're purchasing, what's your purchase price also right. too. But if you, you know, the best rates are coming for people that are have 740 and up. I believe if you're going to go conventional, if you want, that's what you want. You should be working on your credit right now. Find a credit repair person. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, credit repair people are schemes. Da, da, da. There's a lot of them out there now. A lot of scammers out here. There's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of scammers in these streets. But I have my own credit people. You know, I send people to people, you know. All loan officers have that we have access to that Mm -hmm. some of some of it we could even do ourselves Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we don't have the time to do it we have to put you with somebody that can take the time to do it and it takes time it takes you know you want to purchase a house and next by december go to a credit person right now repair your credit and by december you should be looking at a 745 750 780 800 840 you know what's the goal the goal is to be there right that's the number one thing if you if you have the money you have your taxes done. You have your money right. You 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 know you you're in W two or you're ten ninety nine. You've been ten ninety nine the past mm-hmm. two years. Then you're good to go. Whatever it is that you are, you want to make sure you've been doing it for the past two years. You know that's the biggest secret too. Okay. You know you want to do if you've been W two, you want to be W two for the last two years. If you ten ninety nine, you want to be ten ninety nine two years of taxes. So you don't want to be doing nothing shifty. You you don't want to yeah. be switching jobs in the middle. You don't want to no. be getting you know moving out of your apartment, getting to a new apartment. You don't want to do nothing too drastic. Too drastic. If you have a plan to purchase a home within the what the next year, two years, right? Because yeah, you're right. talking about right a two year status here. Okay. But especially for people that are W-2. A lot of times people will go from W-2 to 1099. Now you just switch over to 1099. Well, you got to wait another year now. Mm. So you can't just... So I feel like people think that, yo, I got the money. I could just buy a house right now. And it's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. I mean, there's... It it can be like that. If you you have the bank bank. If you got the bank, it can be like that. But... It's gonna cost you in the at the interest rate, right? Right. So we could do a bank statement loan because some people don't, you know, you don't claim a lot of money on your taxes. Mm. Da da da. Okay, you've been ten ninety nine for the last five years. We could go off one year of taxes. Right. Interest rate may be a little higher. Um, if you just want to do a bank statement loan, they look at your bank statement every month and they do an income calculation off of that, off mm. of the deposits coming in. They don't distract anything from. You know anything you take out, I just see. deposits, and then they'll give going to give you income off of that. You could do that, 
Of course, that's going to come at a higher interest rate too. You know, I just don't know if I want those options right. at those higher rates right. right now. You know, I'm not talking about any other time, but right now with these interest rates going up, I don't know if I want that, you know? And then now when we talk about markets, how those how those interest rates now affect markets? Well, now you're looking at houses in Florida. The prices Florida was had a hundred and twelve percent increase. Wow, hundred and percent twelve increase in uh, um in real estate. But do you all their values went up. Panini press. Yeah, because of the Panini press. So the Panini press came. Well, no, the pandemic mm. press is, <laughs> is what happened. You know, Georgia the same way. Georgia, uh, uh, you know, Texas, Florida, all their in- values increased during the the pandemic. And a lot of it was because people our age realized, hey, I can work from home. Right. And I don't know how to be in New York no more because they just shut down the office. Listen. Everything shut down. Listen, I'm out, baby. I could be on the beach. Oh, we, we online now. Oh, Zoom call. Oh, I could just work from here. Oh, yeah. I'm out of here. Right. I'm out of here. I could be on the beach. I could do this. I could do that. Everybody's out. Everyone start going down south. So now, if you had a hundred and twelve percent increase right. in one year, it's re- crazy. They said I remember I was looking at a stat. They said they had about a almost, if not a hundred thousand people move to Florida. That's crazy. I was like, where? You know, and then now they building trains. They building a train to go from Orlando to Miami. Really? Yes. I didn't even know about they that. They have big plans. They have what? big plans for Florida. Watch out for Florida. Mm. Watch out for Florida. I mean, there's a guy named by name by Grant Cardone. If you watch Grant Cardone, he always said Florida's going to surpass um, New York in in real estate, and I see it, and I see it because real estate in Florida is just keep on increasing. It's just keep going up, or a lot of. Companies are moving their offices down there. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Texas. You know, right. there's a pen, there's a big boom. Not, I don't want to say pandemic boom, but there's a big boom. Tesla's no, moving their office. Apple's over yeah. there. I mean, Austin is on fire. Right. San Antonio's on fire. Dallas and, and, and Houston always already been on fire already. But that's happening. Same thing with Georgia. Same mm-hmm. thing with, in, in Georgia. A lot of companies are moving down there. And people are just finding, hey, there's more value Right. For my bucks down here, then I'm gonna be stuck in New York for a two bedroom, seven hundred thousand. Like I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And if I could work from home, why do I need to be up here and doing right. that? That's true. You know, I don't need to be here. So, but what happened with the interest rate going up? Now people are like, oh, listen, um, I did want to buy that, but I'm not going to buy that anymore. I'm yeah. not. There's not the bidding wars. Right. Here's the the other thing that changed too with interest rate going up. You don't have people going saying, "Oh, well, I go f- over fifty thousand. Well, I'm gonna give seventy thousand. Well, I'm gonna go a hundred thousand above." They're not doing that anymore because the interest rates are up, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people have a, a lot of cash to play with, but if they don't have the credit to play with, you're still gonna be stuck with a high interest right. rate. Right. And then if you know if you're doing a big purchase. Depending on how you're doing that big purchase, you probably can't do FHA on that big purchase. Depending on the county, because there's county limits mm-hmm. on, you know, how high FHA. But now they're starting to increase they're a lot of the. Them, yeah. But here's why: because a lot of people can't go conventional because the interest rates are way too high. They want to go FHA, but FHA limit just started increasing. Mm-hmm. 
for them to be able to get there. So now you're going to see the markets in Florida, Texas, Georgia, they have to drop a little bit. Okay. Those prices have to come down to match the increasing of inflation in real estate in, in some of them. You know, that doesn't mean that prices are not still not going to be up. Prices right. are still going to be up, but they're going to come down a just little a little bit. bit. You know, I think that's what's going to happen with a lot of this stuff. So now, do you think that interest rates will come down within the next maybe year or two? Do you think it's a possibility it's that, hard to that call. you know because of everything happening right now, like okay, interest rates are are up, right? Right. But do we think that a year from now we you know interest rates do you th- or do you think that they'll ever get back to this two point five three percent thing? I, I I don't think so. I, like right now, I, 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 I'm <laughs> I'm at a two percent with my car, and I was thinking about getting another car, and I'm like, man, I might not be able to get that two percent again. Right. If I can't get that two percent again, I don't even want you know what forget another car, you know. And I think, I don't think they're coming back. They're not going to come back down. What Only one thing with God, they, every time the feds go back and they're like, oh, we're not going to increase the rates. Oh, the floor, the top rate is 7%. Mm-hmm. Then they go back and change their mind. Well, we're going to have to put it up. Well, what the hell? Y'all just said um, 7% was the high. I mean, they're like the CDC. Like, they just they can't, <laughs> they can't stick to, to anything. They're not sticking to anything. So, you know, I'm not surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if we're at a point like next year where we're looking at 10%. Damn. 12%. So, what does that mean for people who like, sh- does that mean, listen, guys, if you had thoughts about buying, you should buy now? Yeah, if you want to buy, buy now. Because, again, last year, I was dealing 2%. Three percent, four percent was my max. Damn, I was looking at four percent, like yo, that's high, you know, like oh man, you you're under a seven hundred. I gotta give you a four. You I was looking at it like if you were at a four percent last year, uh, your 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 credit was bad. That was horrible credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not horrible, but like you're low, you know. And that to me at the time, I'm like, oh, that that's. High percentage because I wasn't dealing with the 10, 12. Mm. I wasn't around in the game when when that was happening, mm. you know. But when I speak to other loan officers, they're like, yo, yeah, we used to do 10, 12%, 18%, 16%. Yeah, that was the norm. I mean, what? maybe it'll be a miracle, you know? It's still, it, it, I, they're still low. Interest rates are still low. Right. They're still low enough, especially, like I said, again, the key way to go is to go FHA. Don't right. don't let FHA scare you, people. Please do yeah. not let the and let and, and please people that own homes already. When you're selling your home, do not be scared of FHA. It just means safety and and, and coding, like we right, said, right. safety and hazard. Just have your stuff up to code, up to date. Boom, that money is gonna come quick. Just like conventional, the money's gonna come quick. They're the same type of loans. It's a government loan. It's government back. Is right. you know what I mean? So, yeah. It, it, you know, there's no, you know, you're gonna get your money. Right. You're gonna get that check at the end of the day. If you care about that check, you're gonna get that check. And a lot of times, people could go up more on an FHA mm-hmm. than they could go on the same thing on conventional. Right. You know. So listen, you know, I think. Rates are going to go up. They're probably going to go up again before December. Damn. I think, you know, <laughs> just like just like Game of Thrones, when they're like, winter is coming. Mm-hmm. When winter comes, that's when we're going to see what, what we're in for. Right. You know, because, because we're really not sure right now. So. We're not sure right now. And the same thing with, um, you know, during the pandemic, 
it was until winter came. That's when we were like, oh, my gosh, this is getting crazy. Mm-hmm. This is out of control. But as it went along, it was summertime. It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. We were outside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were outside. You figure out a way to make it happen, make mm-hmm. it fun for you, make it, you know, glorious for you. But now winter's coming. Right. So winter's coming. Where do you want to be? How do you want to be? Yeah, houses, prices would go down. I think mm-hmm. you know housing I was hearing price that, will that go the down. prices of the homes will like it will start to go down like yeah. it will start to cool off a little bit but yeah. then we have the interest with the interest rate and that's yeah. the problem you know yeah prices will go down but interest rate now you're going to be like uh do I really want to do this now right. but I mean I think all this in, you know all this is fascinating because we're in some very interesting times right yeah. now I think yeah, that sure. very uncertain times I think that we really don't know what the next few months are going to to hold what the next year is going to hold, right? right. With this uh, panoramic panini press <laughs> session that way. And I, listen, the panini press thing killed me. So I'm really saying panini, panini press. Panini press. For, shout out to Kelly. Shout, shout out to, to Kelly Kel. for panini press. Panini press. We're the panini <laughs> press. We're the panini press. There's a lot going on because they're pressing us hard. There's a lot going on. They're the pressing us hard. The pressure, pressing the us pressure hard. is there. But um, so I guess with respect to... You know, circling back to you and, and the business that you have and the fact that you're going to be licensed in so many different states now. If somebody who's tuning in is like, man, like, you know what? I want to not just really learn more about this loan officer thing, but, you know, I'm getting ready to like either purchase or, I, or my friend lives in Georgia, whatever the case is, Pennsylvania. And, they, and you know what? This information that I'm hearing now is that I need to get a loan officer <laughs> on board. It's not just where's the realtor at? Like yeah, there's yeah. more steps. There's more know? steps to there's it. more steps to it. It, um, how can they get in contact with you? How can they get more information from you so that they can, you know, go through the proper channels and really get a good understanding of like yeah. what this home buying process looks like? Yeah. So, um, you know, my 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 Instagram, which my phone is somewhere over there. You don't know your IG? It, yeah, I know it. It's <laughs> JD Global. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> JD JD Global. Um, it's JD Global underscore. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, if, let me double check. Da, yeah, you, double you, check, triple you don't check sound for me. Confident. Tri- triple check for you me. Don't triple sound check. Confident, cause let me see here. Yeah, JD Global underscore. underscore. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh huh. I know it. Yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on me now. I mean, you didn't sound confident. So yeah, you know. I would, cause you know, I changed it a couple of times, and then I know the recent time I changed it to the JD Global. Mm-hmm. And I had to make sure that I know I had to put underscore on it in order to get it approved. So, okay. And on, on Facebook, it's my my Haitian name, Jeffrey Doristan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Jeffrey Doristan, uh, my number, I'll give it my business number. My, my number is 609 474 0828. You can text, you can call that number. I'll pick up all the time you know we're, we're always working so okay you could reach me at any point but any any one of those channels whether it's facebook or whether it's instagram whatever you need if i don't have the answer i'll get an answer for you if you need a loan officer for whatever state even if i'm not licensed in that state um well, i'll find someone in that state for you um we do commercial i do commercial stuff too okay, so good. That's good so to yeah so if you're looking for commercial units five units and up no matter what state it is commercial you don't need a license for that's another thing too man some of this stuff you don't even need a license for you don't need to sit in a three-hour test like i had to for it to be a residential loan officer you could be a loan officer that just do commercial and you're good to go so there's so much avenues mm-hmm. within this real estate game to go. 
You know, I'm I'm loving the commercial but game. But you gotta too. be a hustler, though. I yeah. feel like you have to be a hustler. God, yes, and, yes. And that is something that I can I can say. I mean, I've been saying it. I'm ashamed to say it. I am not. You know, everybody <laughs> has their lane. Like I do a lot of things, but hustling is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're a genius. Yeah, you know I mean, when you're a you genius, know. you ain't gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? You could just be like, yeah, listen, I want that position. But I'm not That's making the, the position. money as fast as you, Mister Five Mill. You know no, what I listen, mean? but you you when you could. When you can name the position and name the benefits you want with it, you know what I mean? It's different. It's, it's a different, type it's of a different form. It's a different, different type, type of free, for sure. So, you know, we, we couldn't do it without you guys, I you know, without the geniuses that are in the position that make it easier for the hustlers because it's the systems that you guys create, that is you true. know, um, that makes it better. But uh, J.D., Thank you so much for taking the time yes, to be on thank this you. show. I know we talked about a lot of different things here, but I think at the end of the day, we definitely got a couple of things straight. One, if you're looking to buy a home, it's, the realtor is not the only person you need to be dealing with. <laughs> right. It's not just about getting a realtor. You need to get a loan officer. You yeah. need to figure out, um, you know, for yourself, I think what I got is like really understanding what's at play here, right? Yeah. Understanding all of the elements, all of the steps, yeah. uh, because it's not just as simple as going on Zillow and saying, all right, I'm going to go and get, you know, get this house. Get this yeah. house. So I think that's important. Um, I do want to, you know, just congratulate you on just your moves. Just really, you know, doing Thank what you. you need to do. <laughs> getting, you know, getting these different licenses from these different states. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal because I think that this is an industry that a lot of people might step their toe into, but not many people thrive. Right. And so I think right. it's important, you know, to highlight the fact that, you know, you're doing what you need to do. You're thriving. Yes. You're going to make that millions. You're going to put me on. I'm going to retire right. early. That's right. That's you know right. That's I mean? my, that's my uh, goal. That's his goal to retire me yes. early, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The family, the extended yes. family, baby. Yes. The family now. Right. Listen, the family now, right <laughs> family here. Now, today. Right here. Today. You know, <laughs> August, what is today? August. <laughs> August 3rd, 10 p.m. Yes. Um, but no, but thank you so much for taking the time to even be here and just educate us on, you know, what it is that you do. And I think, you know, when you were going through like your journey, you know, on how you even got to this entrepreneurial space, I think it's really important because although we come from a family that is like college, 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 yeah. like not just any college, like you can't just get like a two yeah. year, like you no. need to do what you need to do. But I think um, understanding that one college is not necessarily the route for everybody, but you yeah. at least had some college experience. Yeah. So it's not like you just were like, um, oh, I don't need to yeah, yeah. high school straight to whatever. Right. You still went through the channels. You just you went through it and then realized that, you know what, there has to be another way. Right. 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 Um, and you followed through with it and you are becoming a success, right? right? You are a success and you're becoming more of a success. Yeah. So I think that that piece is important for people to understand that, you know, every, every, like the college route is not for everybody. Right. Um, but sometimes you do need to see whether or not that route is for you for or not you. Yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And I think that the, the gems that you got just from even sitting in the, in the classes that you did was able to still set you up. Um, for, so, yeah, for, 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 for everything, everything, really. For everything. I, I think even if you don't go to four-year college, you should go, everyone should go to one year. At least a one year something. One year of HBCU. Yeah. <laughs> 
You need an HBCU. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, everybody need an HBU, HBCU experience in their life. I ain't going to lie. I, I, maybe I'm biased. I'm biased. Okay. I, I didn't biased. have it. You know what? I didn't have an I HBCU biased. experience. I went to St. John's. Shout out to St. John's. You Shout out to St. John's. To yes. St. John's. Yes. Um, and although it was not an HBCU experience, it was still an amazing. Like I would never trade it. Like I would yeah. still go back and do yeah. St. John's again. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my schools so too. Yeah, yeah, it was such a great experience. But I do, um, but I do understand the HBCU experience because my friends who have gone, and I would have loved to at least seen what it's about. Yeah. But like I said, I think because. I had such an amazing experience at St. John's. I can't say that I would do anything yeah. else besides that. But I do think that for those of you who are, you know, thinking about getting into the entrepreneurial space and you and you know you're wondering whether college is for you or not, even if you don't do a whole year, you know, sit in a couple of classes because I still think that yeah. That type of discipline, because not everybody comes out the gate being disciplined, right? No. And then we hear people talk about, well, you know, uh, Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg, they all dropped out, but they dropped out of Harvard. They still went somewhere to drop out. Right. You see they what dropped I'm out of these big name of schools. One class uh, in Harvard, you're already, you're set for the rest of your right, life. You know right, I mean? right, right. So I think it's important for people to understand that there there's more than one uh, way to, you know, let me not say this because, you know, PETA is mm. and the AC, ASPCS is out. You know, okay. you know before yeah. it used to be like one, you know, to kill two birds and one stone. Yeah. Now these people are coming after you, you know, oh, for man. saying it's, these things. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. No, we not, but we're not we're saying not that. There's saying. more than one way to get to, you know, where get you want to get to the bag. Get to the bag. Get to the bag. Get to about to the it's back. A, a vegan leather bag. Yes. Vegan leather bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, more than one way. And so I don't want people to be discouraged. Like if you're currently a student in college and you're like, man, I won't be able to afford this. I need yeah. to drop out. That is not the end of the world. That you can literally make a way out of, I don't want to say no way, but be able to make a way out of something else. You yeah. Know? And, so. and, and I'll recommend that book too. They can go rich, the black version. Is it to, called the black version? Yes, it's okay. called the black version. <laughs> it's actually called the black version because it's all about black entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in the time of, and I think sometimes we get hard. It's hard to say black owned business, black, and, and I actually had to explain this to one of my white friends, a really good friend of mine. Um, I had to tell her like, oh, she was asking me like, why do black owned business say black owned business? And I had to explain to her like, hey, there's a point that where. You know, a black person could own a business. Right. They couldn't outright say this is a black owned business. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a point where these black owned businesses were getting destroyed. We're getting bombed. You know, people have to know the history of things. Sankofa. I love that. That yeah. African um, thought process and that in order to go forward, you need to f- first know your history. Yeah, you have, you you have, have to, to know what happened before you can move forward. Yeah. So. And I, I, that's to me, if. You know, for all black, it doesn't matter what type of black you are. And, and you know, if you're Dominican, yes, you're black. If you're Puerto Rican, yes, you're black. Hey, you, hey, hey, we don't want any problems. <laughs> <laughs> you, know the, you know that no problem, okay? I don't want no problem. No problem, okay? But, the Dominicans, some of them don't want to say that they're black. Listen, I'm not forcing you to say nothing. Listen, Jamaicans, <laughs> Trinidadians, African-Americans, um, um, whether you're Niger, whether you're Igbo, whether you, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever you are. You know, we're all black and we should all know the black experience as a whole. You know, the African-American experience, the right. Afro-Caribbean experience, the Africa experience, because now it helps us to understand mm-hmm. why do we navigate 
the way, way we, that we, we do. do. Right. And it just, it's bring you to a total different understanding, mm-hmm. you know, of understanding culture, of understanding business, right. of understanding everything. I think that's what, if I recommend anyone, listen, you don't have to go to college for a whole year, but do take a, a African-American history class. Yeah. Preferably from an HBCU. I'm biased well, to that. Well, I went to but, St. John's honestly. University and I minored in Africana Studies. Yes. And we had amazing professors yes. in Africana Studies. Yes. So yes. just find yourself a good program. That find, good. find yourself a good program. <laughs> find yourself a good program. Because, it, 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 you know, I think that's what um, that's what gave me the extra drive to yeah. under having that understanding, knowing like this is what my people went through mm-hmm. and we're all connected. Right. We're all connected. Whether they this happened here in America, where it happened in Haiti, it happened in Africa. Right. We we're all connected. And I, I, because of the success they had and what they've done and how they conquered, there's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. Right. That you can't do it. With like, the resources and the technology that on, we have now. Come on. And I think the other thing I learned from being on campus was networking. Right. Because oh, it's man. a different situation. You know, for those of you who commute, you know, I understand, you know, times yeah. are hard yeah. and some parents are like, campus? No, not yeah. happening. Not happening. But, though, you know, being on campus and, and living that experience, you have no choice but to network. You have no choice but to be outside your yeah. comfort zone because yeah. you have strangers in your face. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um. So I think that again, I mean, I always push the college experience. I mean, I, I feel like, listen, you try it. If you don't like it, It is is what it is. is. But I think that to not try it, to forego it because, you know, people say this, people say that or whatever the case is, you know, or college is not. And people buy into this. Well, college is not for everybody. If you want to be a business person, you don't need college. Like, that's not necessarily true. But does it again, you're living proof that you don't need to necessarily have the actual degree. But at the end of the day, all of these people that we're seeing that are successful, a lot of them still walk through the halls of an educational institution. And they made the decision that this was not going to be for them. But they still were empowered and they still had certain tools in their arsenal that they might not have had if they never walked through those walls. So we have to be very careful when we're sharing this information. And just because, you know, kids are very impressionable. Yeah. So they're just going to hear what we have to say, like, oh, well, so Mark Zuckerberg, you know, <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> Sir, he dropped out of Harvard. Like, like, like. let's be real. After, like, what, two years? Like, he put two years in the game. Yeah. So it's not the yeah. same story. Yeah, it's not the same at all. And I think no one's saying you have to go for, like, again, like we said, we ain't got to go for the whole thing, no. but just take a few classes or just go to programs. You right. know what I mean, just go to different, something. go, th- go, go to something, you know, go to something, go to different, see different things. And then, you know, and then from there, at least be inspired, get inspired. Yeah. Get inspired. Get inspired. I, I think That's all about it. Get inspired. get inspired. And get inspired for something positive, right? You know, Instagram, yeah. you know, YouTube university has all this stuff going yes, on, but it's yes. not the same. It's, it's not, not the, the same. same as in person. At the end of the day, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, all right, yes. we've definitely been on here doing our thing for a little while. We have to make sure that we have like, I don't want to say a part two because we talked about like three different things that could mm. be their own separate yes. podcast. Yes, yes. But yes. I do want to thank you again for just taking the time, being here, um, sharing your knowledge. In time, in time. You know? And then drop that Instagram information again for those of you who yeah. are tuning in who are like, ooh, I want to talk to him. Dot Global underscore. 
And when I say talk to him, I mean talk to him about business. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know if you're accepting DMs. No, I ain't accepting no, no more DMs. Okay. I, I, yeah, we focus that. We okay. focus it. Yeah. Because if you if you're yeah. accepting DMs, you know, we'll let the people know. But yeah. I want to be transparent here. You know, yeah, I want to make transparent. sure I'm, I'm we good. keep it in I'm business. Good on, I'm good. On, yeah, we keep it all business the way business DMs now. only. Yeah, business. Don't don't say good morning, good morning, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Hello King. We don't want Hello King. I don't mind the Hello King because I say Hello Queen all the time. I mean, so but it's if not... it's Hello King and it's not talking about business, it's not that that. We're not looking for that. No, not at all. Inquiries only. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of According to RP yes. on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl Rita Pierre, your host. And Amen. as always, I will talk to you guys next week. Yay. <laughs> You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back.